Greenside, the IGA podcast. Also, Mike McCoy, the 2013 U.S. Johnson, now a two-time major champion after becoming the winner of the 144th Open Championship. Welcome to Greenside, the IGA podcast. I got Nate and Ben with me today. Guys, before we uh, dig into the Masters, uh, how about a little uh, recap on the week in golf? The Iowa men are currently at the Calusa Cup uh, down in Naples in sixth place uh, after a 297 first round. Uh, The Iowa women tied for second out of 12 teams at the Chattanooga Classic down in Tennessee, led by Morgan Goldstein, tied for third place individually with rounds of 73. 69-79. 69-79. The Lady Hawkeyes will be up next at the UNI invite on April 10th and 11th. Uh, the Iowa State men, 10th place out of 16 at the Hootie at Bulls Bay down in South Carolina. Chip Kinney tied for 12th with rounds of 72-71-71. They'll be next up April 16th and 17th at the Arizona State Thunderbird Invitational. The Iowa State women, 7th place out of 15 at the Bruzy Challenge down in North Texas. Uh, tied for 18th was Leanna Durisic with 75-73-70 rounds to lead the Cyclones. Uh, Drake Men are currently at the Missouri Tiger Invite. Uh, early on in the first round, scores uh, were through about nine holes uh, last I looked, and uh, the Drake Men were in about sixth or seventh place. Uh, the Drake Women, 10th out of 16th at the Diana Daughtry invite, Missouri State was hosting. Hey, Lee, 75, 72, 77 for a top five finish for the Drake women. She tied for fifth. The UNI men are off this week and will be hosting their event. And the UNI women are currently playing in the Indiana State Spring invite and will be next up April 10th and 11th at their own event. LPGA action, uh, the ANA Inspiration. The old Dinosaur, as some of you might remember, uh, major for the ladies. Uh, Patty Tavatana kit, minus 18 to win that. Lydia Ko blistered the course on Sunday, shot 62 in the final round to finish in second at uh, 1,600 par. On the PGA Tour, Jordan Spieth, the Valero Texas Open, collected himself a pair of cowboy boots and got maybe the monkey off the back. I don't know, just hadn't been able to, to finish a few times this year and... Uh, was able to, to finish strong, minus 18 for the week. Out distance, Charlie Hoffman, who shot minus 16. Matt Wallace, minus 14. Uh, and uh, speaking of Augusta and the Masters, Burlington's Mateo Raskin uh, participated in the drive, chip, and putt national championship on Sunday. Uh, he finished 10th in the boys' 14-15 to 15 age division. So hats off to Mateo for uh, representing Iowa well. I know he didn't. Probably finished as high as he wanted to, but still uh, still proud of that effort. And uh, congratulations, uh, Mateo, on qualifying. All right, guys, uh, Masters week. Uh, all three of us have, have been to the Masters at Augusta National Golf Club. Nate has uh, been inside the ropes, ropes obviously, uh, caddying for his dad. Uh, I'll just kind of start off, guys. One of the things that I was just most impressed with slash taken away is just how organized everything is it's i mean it's down to the letter of like when you get there when you park when you even before you go in it's just it's just so organized yeah i i I always say it's like disney world for adults and like you know obviously disney world is like 
you know, kind of that same way, you know, very, very well orchestrated. Um, I feel like Augusta does the same, does it the same, you know, it's just, it's, you know, everything's clean. It's just, uh, just a, a place that you're just not, not expecting, you know, if you've never been there, it's just, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I mean, it's, uh, you know, there's a lot of great, great memories that I've had from, you know, just walking around the grounds, but, uh, yeah, I just got to, you know, there's kind of the written, but not kind of unwritten rules out there that are kind of interesting. I mean, just, you know, you put your chair down and nobody, <clears throat> nobody takes your chair and, you know, or if they do, they just borrow it. And so, I mean, there's just a lot of, a lot of history, a lot of, you know, things that obviously they've found to work and, and be able to uh, manage. So, but no, it just makes it a special place. It's, you know, probably my favorite week of the year, to be honest with you. So. Yeah. Yeah. Same with me. Uh, Nate, uh, you know, we, obviously you, you have caddied there. What, uh, what was that experience like as far as like, once you like arrived on the grounds, like what, what was the process like, you know, being a, being a caddy, I guess. Well, it was definitely, uh, you know, a little overwhelming at first, you know, you're trying to take in all these sites and, and, you know, you're, you're recognizing things in person, you know, that you've seen on TV for years and years. And so when you, you know, when you, you're kind of getting, you know, tossed around a little bit or, you know, for me, I was with my dad. So, I mean, I was kind of going through some of the stuff he was going through and then I was, you know, kind of on my own trying to find my way. Well, you know, um, it, it was just a very, uh, overwhelming process for me at least. And, and, uh, I still remember the feeling I had when I walked in the, walked in the, you know, basically the, the caddy, I don't even want to call it a shack, you know, I, I'm sure they have a, a name for it, but it, you know, it's the, the caddy building basically, uh, you know, on the range. And I, I remember walking in there and, and, uh, just, you know, I'm just trying to get, trying to figure out where I'm supposed to go. And, you know, these, these, they had all the professional caddies there. They had a lot of the, the guys that, uh, you know, obviously caddy on tour there as well. And, you know, they're, they're, uh, giving me the look, you know, like, who's this guy? And, you know, and I'm trying to, you know, I'm just trying to just stay out of everyone's way and not, not break any rules. And, and, uh, you know, you're, there's people introducing themselves to you. So, you know, you're trying to remember their names and all that stuff. So it was, it was a very overwhelming process, but, but uh, boy, I mean, it's, you know, when you're with your player, when you're with the player, you can kind of, you can almost breathe a little bit because you can kind of do a little bit more than what uh, you could on your own. There's just some certain restrictions. You just can't, you can't, uh, you know, there's certain things they, they place on you that, you know, when you're not with your player, you just can't, can't do. So, so it was nice when my dad was around because I could kind of move a little bit more freely uh, around the, the property. Nate, had, had you been there prior to, or was this your, was that your first visit to, to Augusta? That was my first visit. I okay. had actually had some opportunities prior to maybe go, to, go up and play and, and, they unfortunately never worked out. So I, so that was my first opportunity. And it was actually the day I believe of the drive chip and putt is when we arrived. And so, you know, that was go going on kind of in the background, which was, which was cool. Ben, what, uh, what do you remember from kind of your first, you know, once you got in the gates, any, anything really stand out that, that, uh, that you remember when you first got there? Yeah, definitely. I mean, everything, you know, and again, I've had the opportunity, the privilege to go, you know, several years. So, I mean, it's, kind of the you know you read the articles on the they're they're always changing out there you know what as Nate mentioned just like the 
you know, like Disney World. I mean, if, you know, it, it really is. And they're always changing things, just, to, you know, subtle changes. So you kind of read the articles before you get in there. And I mean, I remember, you know, um, I think I was there. I was there for the old driving range, you know, the one it's still there. Uh, but then they built this, what used to be kind of a parking lot, you know, evolved into the what's now the driving range, more or less, and parts of it. But it's just amazing. I mean, just how everything looks, you know, every year it looks it looks like it should be be there, you know, and it looks like it's been there for forever. And so they do a really nice job with just, uh, you know, it, it's always fun to walk through the gates. I mean, you know, and the gate, I guess. And, uh, you know, and just, there's a lot of different stories, but kind of going back to, you know, knowing the golf course, but it's amazing. You know, I have some friends that live in Augusta and they just, they follow the, their whole group follows. They know every shot, every, you know, every champion and it, it just, the people really embrace it. And it's one of those courses that, you know, very, very few get to play, but everybody kind of feels like they're a member, you know, and, um, just by knowing the course and the uh, subtleties and the history of it. I mean, I think it's it's just what makes it unbelievably great to attend if you get the chance. Yeah. And I think my year might have been the first or maybe second year that the range had been, you know, introduced. You know, I, they had yeah, that where it is with now. the stands yeah. and everything, it, it, which was obviously, uh, you know, an unbelievable place as well. And, and, and uh, I did, we actually hit balls on the, the, the old range the first day and uh, which, you know, pretty neat, you know, knowing that, you know, obviously that was, that was the old, the old range that all the guys used to warm up with, you know, warm up on. And, and, you know, obviously it, guys were able to hit drivers and three woods and, you know, whatever over the back of it pretty easily, but it yeah, was, uh, yeah. you know, pretty cool, <laughs> pretty cool to see both of them and, and, you know, the, the new upgraded range is just unbelievable. And, you know, walking out on that, on that, that ground, you know, it's just, uh, you know, and you got everybody on top of you and it's quiet, you know, everybody's really, really, uh, well-behaved and, and, you know, they're just taking everything in as well. So it's, it's just a, just a cool atmosphere and something I, you know, I, I'm definitely, definitely will remember forever. And just, just the range experience in itself. Guys, for for our listeners, kind of explain for you know, obviously for the ones that have been here there more recently, where where was the old range in relation to the new range? And Nate, you could probably attest this, you know, better than I can. But as far as the old range was, um, I don't know directionally, but it was to the right of like as you're looking from the clubhouse down Magnolia Lane, it was to the right to where, you know, kind of closer to the, um, to the part three course in that area, kind of, it was a lot, if I remember right, it was significantly smaller. And as Nate pointed out, you know, length, length had some, had some issues because basically you're hitting it back onto Washington road, which is the main road there that goes back. And, um, but yeah, that was, that's my recollection of where the, you know, the, the main rain range was. And, um, yeah, it was, but the new one is, is just incredible. And uh, to, to Nate's point, I think it adds, it adds another, you know, cause everybody kind of comes in that gate and it just gives you another, you know, 500 yards to, to walk, but you can see things, you know, like there's players practicing several practice chipping greens and bunkers and things that are kind of right up against the ropes there. And then, you know, if you, if you choose to sit and watch the, watch from the, uh, 
the stands there. I mean, it, it's just incredible. Just um, the conditions are unreal. <laughs> so. One of the things that I remember the, the year that I went, I was able to go to one of the practice rounds is just walking in and just undulation that you saw like from the first tee and the 10th tee. I mean, I remember like watching guys tee on number one and I'm like, you know, on TV, you don't realize it, but it's like, I mean, they got to hit a heck of a drive just to, you know, to get, obviously get up on top of the hill and, and get up there a ways. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, you know, you just don't see that on TV and, um, you know, just, and you're in the, the, you know, the patrons are right on top of you too, you know, when you're on the tee. And so it's, it's just a, it's a super intimidating feel. And I remember telling my dad, I'm like, man, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm so glad I don't have to hit this tee shot, you know? And, um, just because it's, it was just, you know, it's your, it's the masters, you know, and you're, right. and you're uh, the amount of pressure and nerves and, and everything else coming through your body, the excitement, the, you know, just the thrill of being there. It's, I, I don't know how those guys, uh, are able to hit such good tee shots as they do uh, under <laughs> considering the circumstances. And, and uh, I think my dad actually hit, hit the fairway there every round, including his practice rounds, which was, which was kind of cool. So um, just, but it is, it's super long, uh, you know, for, for an, an average player. I mean, I don't think they'd even get it up on the top of the hill, you know, to see it. So yeah. it's, it's very, very, uh, very interesting. To that point, Clint, I think everything is, you know, it's a little bit of a cliche, but it is, it's, an absolute truth that you know you don't 18 uh, whole 10 i mean those are the ones that stick out kind of to me that are just unbelievably i mean 10 is is severely downhill you know yes. it's uh um and 18 kind of comes up you know halfway back but it's it's just yeah the undulations throughout there and you get back into like uh five i think it is out five six area i mean uh there's there's just a lot you don't you can't see because it's so perfect. You know, it's just, uh, yeah. uh, but you know, and one thing I will just kind of just jokingly point, but all these, you know, innovations and, and renovations and things that they do and everything, it's just, but it's amazing that around the practice putting green and Nate, you can probably attest to this as, you know, from your caddying there, but, but it's just, it, it's the most, I don't know. It seems to me like to, just kind of the most like out of place area to where, you know, they have this great putting green, but, you know, there's so many people that gather in that one area between one and 10 and kind of near 18 green there, but you might just be standing there and here, and there walks, you know, Tiger Woods or somebody right by you because they have to go right through you to get yeah. to get to oh, the yeah. tees. And, and, you know, and obviously there's, you know, security and marshals and things that, that, that clear pass, but I mean, you could be standing there and, and the best players in the world, they're just walking right by you, you know, and, and they walk right to the through the patrons to get to the tees. It's that's the most incredible thing if you hang out near the putting green. Yeah, yeah, I remember that because we there was a few times where you know we're we're trying to get through people and and um, you know I think there was a time my dad actually sp ran into some guy and spilled spilled his beer, <laughs> you know. And my dad's and you know my dad's on the move, so you know I'm I'm behind him probably ten yards, and the, some guy you know gets his beer spilt, you know, and then he. My dad's like, sorry, sorry. And he keeps walking and I'm, and I'm 10 feet behind that. I come up right behind the guy and, you know, and I apologize and stuff. And, but you know, you're, it's kind of an interesting experience. I mean, it's like, obviously we're not, uh, you know, it's not like running into Fred couples or something, but it is kind of funny that, you know, a, a patron can basically be right there and, and, and see, you know, see, to see whoever. And I, I always, I don't think we spent too much time on that putting green besides the morning 
before we play, right. you know, say we played off 10, just because, you know, there is a lot of people there and it does kind of, you know, for you to actually be able to practice without, without worrying about, you know, these guys on top of you, basically it's, it's, right. uh, yeah. it's nice to be, at the, <laughs> it's nice to kind of have some space. Yeah. You know, but space like I said, I, I'm sure that's the case, you know, for many players, it's just, they might hit that. Like you said, if they're going off on number 10, cause it's, it's so close, but boy, it's just, it always just amazed me that, you know, like <laughs> of all the, you know, there's not a tunnel or something that goes underneath, you know, for players, but they just walk right amongst the patrons. It's, it's oh, one of the sure. cooler things I think out there, but. Well, you mentioned the the patrons being right there. Uh, the par three course, Nate, talk about that a little bit. I mean, cause those patrons are right there on every, obviously every par three. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're they're right with you. And, and it's, I mean, it's, it's exciting. That It's a lot of fun. I can see why the guys love it because I mean, you're, you know, it's built for, for excitement and, but you know, they are, they're right on top of you. And, and, uh, and uh, yeah, it, it, it's hard to explain. It's just, it's kind of just one of those things. Like every experience I had out there was just like so unique that it's hard to even express it with words. Um, especially somebody who, you know, obviously watched it, watched it my whole life. You know, it's, it was, it was awesome, but we, we played with, uh, I don't remember the years, probably in the, sometime in the sixties client. You probably remember when uh, Vinny Giles was, he, he got invited to play. I think right. he probably plays every year um, in the par three contest. And as a, you know, he was former, I think formerly one of the low amateurs there. I don't remember which year exactly. I think it was the sixties sometime in the sixties, but, but uh, so we got to play with Vinny and, and uh, that was a pretty, pretty neat experience just getting to, to share with him and, and, you know, on each of the tees, they have an Augusta member that, that kind of greets you. And, and the one that really stood out to me was meeting Condoleezza Rice. Uh, I think it was maybe her second year as a member or so. And, and um, she was on the, on one of the tees and, you know, she says, you know, we're walking up to the tee and, you know, we're realizing who she, you know, who, who's our, you know, who's basically there to greet us. And, and my dad's like, you know, it's, how are we doing or, or something like that. And I think she says, you know, you guys are in position, you know, and which was just a, uh, you know, a great, a great, uh, line, you know, obviously, cause it's just, uh, you know, with pace of play and stuff coming from Condoleezza Rice, it's just kind of a, kind of a neat, uh, neat, neat deal. But, you know, we talked to her a little bit and she, you know, just was one of the most friendliest people you could ever come across and somebody who you just wish you had a chance to spend more time with. Cause, uh, you know, she was just so pleasant and, uh, you could tell she was very thrilled to be there herself and uh was having probably just as much fun as we were so it, it's it's just great it's just like you see a lot of people out there smiling and having a good time and and everybody's just appreciating just the opportunity i think to be there whether you're a patron or a player or caddy or whoever you know it's just a it's just a cool deal that's funny that they you know keep you keep you on the clock almost because i got a feeling when jack and tom watson and gary player come through they're probably not on the clock no. <laughs> oh no you, they always uh you know, they're always letting their, their kids and grandkids and everybody hit some shots and stuff. So that's always, it's <laughs> always fun. But. Yeah. And, and Clint, just real quick on the, uh, my, I go to the, you know, the, when I've been to the par three, but I normally just kind of file in, you know, and, and find a spot or whatever. But uh, I was actually with a group of guys, my brother-in-law and a pro from South Dakota. And, and he was a, you know, he, he was a master's, you know, veteran similar to myself, but so, Anyway, long story short, we got to, we got there early, way early on Wednesday, you know, and then they stop you, you know, they stop you here, they stop you there. And, you know, about, so finally, like at eight o'clock, but we were able to get down right on number nine, 
uh, green right off the walkway, you know, put our chairs down and start walking around, but it was incredible. And, uh, but like, but like Nate said, I mean, as far as the patrons being right on top, yeah. And, you know, if a player's not in it, like, you know, like a Jack or maybe doesn't want to win unless their caddy hit, I, I can't tell you how many balls go into the gallery Oh, I'm sure. Or, you know, I mean, just, uh, you know, the pros hit and then they say, well, I don't want to, you know, the jinx of winning the par three. You don't want to do that if you're going to win the tournament. So, um, but a lot of times they let their caddy play or whatever it is. And boy, I, it was, it was hit or miss there for a while. You know, a few of those groups, you know, the, I think it, at that point, I think it was Ricky and, and Jordan and uh, Justin Thomas and their wives, you know, caddying, but I mean, everybody took a crack at, I don't know. It was, uh, it was quite an experience. So I've never, that's, it's pretty early in the morning for me. No, but, uh, no, it was a lot of, it was worth doing for sure. Uh, Nate, I, I gotta, I gotta have you, you tell the story of your brother, uh, Danny yeah. trying to, trying to get his credentials and trying to find where he needs to go. Give, give us that story, please. Well, so yeah, this is i uh, I'm sure some of the listeners might've even heard me tell the story in the past, but, but I, uh, you know, we're on the day, the day of the, the part three contest and we're, we're actually playing the practice round with Zach Johnson, which was, which was great. And, uh, you know, my brother just arrived, I think that maybe that morning, um, I think he came out, I think either my uncle picked him up or something, but yeah, we're, we're maybe on finishing up 16, uh, part three. And my dad's, uh, my dad looks at my brother and he goes, Hey, Danny, he goes, you know, once you walk up to the caddy, go go to the caddy shack and go grab your uh, your jumpsuit, you know, and meet me at uh, meet me at the first tee at the par three. Because my brother was originally going to be the one to caddy for him at the par three, and so my brother doesn't have a clue of where he's at. You know, he's he's um, you know, it just doesn't doesn't know. You know, it doesn't know anything. And so, so uh, <laughs> you know, he he's a. Uh, he he starts walking. I think he was walking. Uh, you know, we kind of showed him the direction he should walk, and he. I said, you know, we're we couldn't really do anything. We're just like, hey, just go that way, you know, go that, that way. Yeah, so, just point. Yeah. So he he gets up there, and I guess eventually he does uh, find his way to the caddy shack, and and you know he's inside, and he's, um, you know, trying to figure out where where his what he's supposed to do, and you know he introduces himself, and he's like, hey, I you know I need to I need one of those uh, jumpsuits, and well he's he's I guess I should back back step a little bit. He he the first guy he talks to, he sees a. a a man, you know, putting on some jumpsuits to for his kids, um, or maybe his wife or something. And my brother goes up to this guy and he goes, he goes, hey, uh, he goes, where do I get one of those? And and uh, he goes, I'm Nick Faldo. And uh, and my brother's like, okay, like whatever, you know. He <laughs> doesn't nice. my brother, like I said, you know, at that time he didn't he didn't know much, and so you know he's like, well, whatever, like you know, I, I just I just need some help, you know, and but. Uh, so then my brother, uh, I guess, talks to the caddy master, finds that guy, and and he's like, hey, I need to get a jumpsuit. And he's like, well, he's like, well, your brother's wearing it. And like, you, you need to get him. You need, he needs to come in and exchange it with you. And I, you know, I guess they must have been going through a lot of jumpsuits that day. So, um, well, he's like, well, he's on the golf course. And he's like, well, go, go find him. Go find him. But leave your leave your credential with me. So, so he leaves his credentials, you know, which is obviously very important at Augusta. And, um you know, he heads out to the parking lot, which is kind of the only, you know, outside that door, you kind of go into the player's player's parking lot. And, and uh, you know, obviously they have a lot of security there. And my brother's out there walking around, you know, trying to figure out where to go. And uh, and I guess the, the security guy uh, must have uh, stopped him and asked him, you know, hey, you know, 
where's your credential? And he goes, Oh, it's in there. And you know, I don't have it or something like that. And you know, they about, about kicked him out, but I think he, <laughs> uh, he must've talked him into talk. They must've made it believable, I guess enough, uh, you know, and so they did let him go. Well, it's funny at this point though, we're on the first tee of the par three and my dad's all upset. You know, he's like, where's Danny, you know, where's Danny, you know, he's, you know, I can't believe he's not here. And, you know, and I, and I don't have a clue, you know, what's going on, but, uh, uh, but, you know, they had some, some of the, you know, they had a few, uh, you know, members and, you know, a few, uh, you know, the assistant pro I think was there and they, you know, they're on the radios and they're kind of calling, calling for Danny and, and trying to, trying to figure out if anyone's got eyes on him and stuff. So, you know, they're doing a search for him and, and, uh, somehow he, he does find his way to the, the first tee. And I don't know if somebody dropped him off or if he, somebody escorted him there or not, but, but he does get there and we're, we're probably, we might've actually already been on the second tee at this, at this point. And, uh, I remember he comes under the, the ropes and he's just, and he's just all flustered, you know, it's, you know, he's hot, you know, he's just, just, you know, he's like, I almost got kicked out of this place, you know? And, and, uh, you know, and I, I'm just laughing. My dad's laughing, you know, we're, it was just hilarious though. And, and what makes it better is that night, you know, we're, we're watching the replays and stuff and, and, you know, they got Nick Faldo on TV and we're watching it. We had to share a bed at this house we were staying at. And it was like, a, it was almost like a twin bed basically that me and my brother were sharing and then we're watching TV and, and, and he goes, Hey, that's the guy. That's, that's the, guy. the guy. I'm like, yeah. what do you mean? And he goes, well, that's the guy that, that, that I was asking, you know, about the, the jumpsuit. And he's like, and, and he told me, all he said was I'm Nick Faldo. And I said, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that's Nick Faldo. Like, you know, and I, he told me the whole story and, and uh, it was just hilarious. Cause you know, it was like his first day there and, and, you know, he has that experience. So it was just, it was hilarious. You have to talk to Nick Faldo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, Nate, I, I remember, obviously you've told me the story, but I forgot about the Nick Faldo. Uh, <laughs> that's hilarious. Cause, cause you, I could see like, Nick Faldo just being like, well, I'm Nick Faldo. Like, what do you want from me? You know? Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I, I don't know. Where, I can I see Danny being those. like, well, that, okay, that's great. You're Nick Faldo, but I still need your help, bud. Yeah. Yeah. Faldo's like, they just hand me mine. Which jacket do you want me to wear? Yeah. You know? <laughs> that's that's uh, hilarious. So. Oh, man. But that, that, that was a, that was pretty funny. That was, you know, and, and there was, there was a lot of, obviously, there's a lot of rules, obviously that we're following and, you know, you got, you got to, you know, and I broke a few on accident, you know, out there too, but. Uh, you know, Ben, you mentioned, you know, the, the course they're, they're always, not always changing things, but they, you know, lengthen tees or do this or that. One of the things that I remember is, you know, from watching some of those old highlights of the masters and then actually going like how much farther back that 18th tee is and how tight that is between those two trees before you get out to the, before you get out to the fairway. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, that's, uh, you know, that's something that, you know, looks, looks tight on, on television to me, but gosh, when you stand on the, you know, you can, you know, you can pretty much look from the back of the tee there and it's, it's tight. I mean, uh, you know, and they're kind of, you know, Augusta is never going to run out of real estate or the nationally. I mean, they're um, essentially, but they, uh, but yeah, that, that hole is pretty intimidating when it comes to that tee. And, you know, it'd be one thing just to play it on, you know, on a regular round, but, but to have the pressures that, that come from being on that 18th day, I mean, I, I can't imagine some of those guys and, um, you know, and knock on wood, you don't really see a lot of them hit that, those trees, but I mean, right. they, uh, 
but they are there. I mean, they're, they're obviously visually, uh, visually intimidating or distracting. It's, it's pretty amazing how the, the caliber of player that can get through there and they, you know, that'd be the first thing I'm thinking about. It's probably the last thing some of these guys are thinking about, you know, these better players. Well, I just, just overall, just the difficulty of the course was, was surprising. Obviously, you know, it's a, it's a major championship and it's going to play hard, but Nate, can you just talk about just kind of the difficulty of the, of the whole course, you know, tee to green? Yeah. You know, it's, it's actually kind of generous off the tee. I mean, in some spots, but um, you know, we actually, and I talk, talk, I say we, cause you know, I, I was obviously caddying and, and uh, my dad though, you know, he found his way around the golf course very well. I'd say in the practice rounds. Uh, I mean, there might not have been a round that he shot above par um, in the practice rounds and, you know, and the greens were receptive. And, um, but I tell everybody that that Thursday morning, when we stepped on that first, first green, it had like completely changed. It was it, different, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. it was way different. And people, I looked at him. I said, this is different. I, I actually said that. I said, this is different than what we've, what we've seen. <laughs> so, you know, it felt like you were walking on concrete. It's it, it ball game definitely changed, you know, when you on Thursday and, you know, I, I think even a couple of the bunkers felt like they had less sand in it. I mean, everything just felt tougher. And yeah. And uh, gosh, I mean, it was, it was, I think the greens were just the most challenging part, you know, I mean, you're able to get it off the tee obviously, but, um, but man, I mean, if you're, you know, you're, you know, obviously my dad's hitting a lot of hybrids and long irons into some of those greens. And, and so, you know, we're not necessarily always putting from the right uh, quadrant. You know, we maybe got a few more above the hole than we wanted, but, but it's, um, you know, it, the, the greens really make that golf course uh, difficult. And, you know, it was, it was a little cold in some of those mornings. And so, you know, you mix cold, a little bit of wind, you know, and uh, firm greens. I mean, it's, it, it gets tough. Nate and you guys, you guys played with Brandon Grace and Larry Mize. Is that right? That's right. That's right. And I tell everybody, I said, Larry Mize probably is the best putter I've ever seen in my life. I mean, just, just has the softest hands and, and, and you could probably talk cause I, I wasn't able to see it in person, but you know, Larry came and played our, our U S senior open yes. qualifier at Briarwood yeah. a couple of years ago. And, and you probably watched him make that put on 18. Yeah. Get in. One of the, one of the most just laid back, like nice guys. That's how yeah. I would characterize Larry Mize. Like he was, he was so thrilled to, to get through obviously, but, I mean, he couldn't have been a nicer guy. And I mean, you're talking to, you know, a master champion who could, you know, it could be the complete opposite, but he was, he was nothing but, but thankful and just a great guy to talk to the few minutes I had to chat with him after his round. Yeah. Very, very, like very humble and, and a great role model. I mean, even, even for someone of his age, I mean, there's, he's the type of guy that you kind of want, you know, if you, you've got a young player, I mean, he, he's a good guy to emulate on the golf course. Yeah, definitely. And, and I just, my brief interactions with Larry Mize, but he's just working, uh, helping out at the champion store event uh, in Sioux Falls, but he was just, you know, one of the nicest guys for sure. I mean, it's, you know, and like you said, he's, he's humbled. I think he's, you know, the way he won his masters was, was impressive. And, you know, I think he was a chip in and everything, but yeah, just kind of, you know, Augusta, just a guy and kind of represents the city and the, in the area. Well, and no, it's just, it's a, that's another kind of a cool aspect of, of the masters. Obviously they invite their champions back every year and, 
um, until I think it's until they feel the you know the player themselves feel they're feel they're not competitive and but they'll still be around you know and uh, it's just kind of you know for the dinners and things I mean to be a fly on the wall, fly on the wall and some of those uh, champions dinners I'm sure is quite a treat but um, but now just a just a great uh, great role model like you said. Nate, did you get to go into like the crow's nest or anything? Were you able to kind of see some behind the scenes stuff or not really as a, as a caddy? I did the first day we got there and I don't know if I was supposed to go up or not actually, but I, uh, my dad, you know, he told me to, he's like, grab my bags and, and (laughs) bring them up for me. So I, you know, I, I, I mean that week I'm just doing anything he tells me to do, but I, you know, I'm picking up his bags and I'm carrying up the stairs and, and uh, he's up there and just trying out the beds and, seeing which one's the softest and, and, uh, you know, it's, it's a cool spot. I mean, it's, it's like, you go back into like 1930 and, uh, you know, there's not nothing that's, that's really, you know, crazy about it. It's nothing that's, you know, that special, but it is special, you know, it's, it's, um, because of the history and what you know about it. Um, he stayed there, I believe one night and, uh, you know, I think he said maybe it was a little chilly or something, but, but, uh, you know, really cool opportunity to get up there. And, and thankfully the day I came in, it was just, it wasn't really getting that crazy yet because it was Sunday and you know, that a lot of guys haven't showed up yet, you know? So, so it was, it was probably a little less, you know, strict, you know, for me to get in there and, and get up, you know, and, and uh, we did take a couple pictures and, and have a picture of him kind of laying on the bed, you know, and, you know, it was, it was, a, it was a cool experience. Well, guys, before we wrap up, uh, give me give me your pick for the winner. Who's gonna Who's gonna take home the green jacket? That's a good question. <laughs> you know, I've I've already locked in my 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 Jordan Spieth. I feel like that's a, that's a story, and um, I was actually shocked at how many. I think there's been two other players that have won the previous week. I mean, obviously that week has been different, but and went on to win. So, um, no, that I, I I'm a I'm a Spieth fan. I think this week, uh, just for a lot of reasons, but man, it's, it's anybody's ball game, I think right now. And so it should be yeah. a, another great, great week. Yeah, no, I, you know, I was going to say, it's funny you said Spieth, but I mean, it's hard not to say to have good thoughts about him right now. I mean, it's just doing what yeah. he's doing is, is obviously, you know, he's been there, not necessarily. A, I mean, I mean, this last, I don't know how many, maybe two months, month and a half where he's basically been in contention, like nearly almost every week. It's pretty hard not to not to pick him, especially off of last week. But um, I don't know. I might go, I'm, I probably won't pick a winner, but I'm going to say, I do think that, and I always enjoy watching guys like Bernhard play and Fred couples and stuff. I, I, I like seeing those guys that just not, not obviously I'm not picking them to win, but I just, I, I love seeing those guys battle and play that golf course and make a cut and, and, you know, sometimes they can get up into contention, you know, maybe on Saturday, um, which is just, which is cool. So I, I like rooting for the, some of those older guys just to, just to make the cut and, and, you know, show everybody that they can still play. I yeah. agree, Nate. Uh, I always like it Saturday, you know, coverage is coming on and Jim Nancy's like, we're going to go out to 14 where Fred Couples is six under on the day, <laughs> making a run, you know, it's just like, yeah. here we go. He's like, hello, friends, Fred Couples yeah. making a run, you know, I'll tell you what, uh, I'm interested to see what happens with Brooks Kepka. Um, kind of a question around his injury. I mean, he says he's going to play. I just think that course just so up and down is going to be tough on that knee of his. Uh, I, I like his his uh, chances if he if he's healthy. Um, 
If not, I, I'm kind of like you guys. I think Spieth has got the momentum. He's got the, you know, he kind of got the, over the, the hump of finishing a fourth round um, over the weekend. So I think he'll be tough to beat. You know, if Bryson can keep it, keep it in the fairway and not, not lose too many golf balls. I mean, I think he's kind of got a, a game plan in place from, you know, what he did in the fall. So it'll, it'll be interesting. Um, I think, you you know, the usual suspects will be up there. Justin Thomas, DJ, obviously, uh, defending, uh, might be a Xander Shoffley week. Maybe it's, uh, it's, yeah. uh, yeah, I, I can't argue that. And, you know, a lot of times, especially at Augusta, I mean, it seems like you, you kind of look at the past champions and how they've been playing, you know, it's kind of like a, you know, it's like coming home to your home course, you know, and it just feels like if they've got some confidence like Spieth and, um, you know, and, and you, you know, that's what's so great about the masters. You can't rule out, you know, Bubba Watson, even though he hasn't been playing his best. I mean, but you know, he loves Augusta. It's a, just old home week. And so no, it's, it, it'd be interesting to, interesting to see, but I, I kind of like, you know, Thomas and, and Shoffley as well. I mean, I think, you know, it's kind of who's going to get into the, that club. And, but, you know, as we've seen in past years, I mean, uh, the club's not exclusive to anybody. I mean, if there's some people in there that, you know, um, you just never thought would have won, but they did. And so you have to applaud them for that. Well, you know, man, it's funny you mentioned that. Cause like Danny Willett comes to mind, you know, I knew probably <laughs> nothing about Danny Willett before then, but I was just reading something over the weekend where he was like 12th in the world coming into that masters, but nobody, you know, he played over in Europe and, you know, right. not, a, not a lot of people knew him. So it's like, even guys like that, I mean, there's there are world class players. So Absolutely. you know, when somebody well, it's a long shot that won, it's like, well, okay, they were ranked, you know, thirty second in the world. I mean, t- talented. So anyway, we'll uh, we'll wrap up and uh, we'll come back next week and we'll chat about how we were right, wrong, or, or indifferent about the Masters. <laughs> but but either way, it'll be be a good weekend of of watching golf. Always good to get back to Augusta and, and watch the Masters. So we'll uh, right. we'll talk to you later. Mm-hmm.